Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Just ask Say the word and I'll be there Just ask Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Are you ready to slay another day? So are we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. My name is Sarah Ferguson. Yes, you heard that right. Sarah's taking over. I'm doing the intros. It's all about me. Uh, Where's Jess? I don't know. She got taken away by a hyena pack. That's her problem, not mine. Actually, she's not feeling so well. So I'm taking over for the day. It's okay because I have a new pack. Um, First off, I have a very heartbroken uh, 49ers fan. He's very depressed, but not depressed enough to come join me uh, to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Tom, Tom, how are you? I'm doing okay, Sarah. Yeah, I am heartbroken. I was rooting for the Niners who got just brutally defeated in overtime in Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my heart currently looks much like a uh, Principal Flutie. Um, just, oh no, <laughs> just torn up. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, somehow I'll, I'll make I'll make my way through it somehow. You'll survive, and then. Um, From this man's podcast, I learned that every adventure needs three people. So I had to bring on my chosen one, Adam H. Adam, welcome to the pod. Just to be very clear here, you learned that from the podcast, from me shouting it loudly. I don't think that you listened to a single moment of that Percy Jackson podcast, but that is true. Quests must be in groups of three, three people per quest. Shout out to Melissa if you're listening to this. Shout out right there. Three people per quest. Absolutely per quest. a rule. I'm so excited to be here and and not for nothing. Um, it's so perfect that we have Tom here as well because on many an occasion, in fact, all too frequently, uh, it has been said 
that Jess Sterling and I are the same person. And so basically it's yeah. like, it's just like Tom is a, is a normal guest here, but alternatively, Tom, I do, I have started to hear some rumors that um, both of the times that you've been on both um, my podcast and uh, Sarah's podcast, another one of the main co-hosts um, just isn't there. And so oh, no. I don't know if that's something that like you've been thinking about or like you're taking to heart or like you've heard, but like Lindy snubbed you, Jess snubbed you. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I heard some stuff. And so I was just wondering like your immediate thoughts. Yeah, this is rough. Um, and so I've got to figure out how to respond to this. And I think I'm going to respond uh, much like Willow did in this episode and just think it's entirely my fault. Oh, um, no. something, is it something about me that no. maybe they just didn't want to show up because of me? No, uh, no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the hyenas. I promise. I promise. No, Jess is, she has a cold. She caught a cold from her husband for Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, sub couple. That's kind of a, that's kind of a romantic spin on it. I guess, a, so. yeah. kind of, I guess so. I guess so. That's like what all the kids are doing these days. It's like what are, giving each other colds. That's what they're doing. You don't think that's romantic, Adam? Okay, Sarah. Do you want a cold for Valentine's Day? If that's if I got home from work tomorrow and I said, "Honey, I'm home. I got you something amazing for Valentine's Day." <coughs> Coughed in your mouth. Like, what, <laughs> is that like what you're looking for? I don't think that would go over very well. You know, in the list of things that I would like for our first Valentine's Day, <laughs> I don't think that that's number one on the list. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Tom, is that what you're looking for? Is that what you want for a special little Valentine's Day? Honestly, it's not. It's my. It might be my current plans, but um. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Okay. All right. We have a an episode of Buffy to get to. I do want to know, Tom. Have you Buffied before? I have Buffied before. Um, I actually started with Angel, and I was actually really glad that uh, you and Jess knew that there was a show called Angel, so I wouldn't have to lie about my, how I got into Buffy because. Yeah, I started with Angel, uh, found season two or three of that show, and then I was like, I'm going to go watch the show this is a spinoff of, and both Buffy and Angel are, I think, in my top ten wow. favorite shows. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, how did you stumble upon Angel first? Um, so they were both on the WB, um, and I think... I think I might have been in that, oh, Buffy's the girl show, Angel's the boy show. Oh. Um, but then I loved Angel so much, I was like, oh, I don't care. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go watch Buffy, too. Honestly, uh, what is there not to love about Angel? Uh, Adam, have you Buffied before? I have not. This is the first time going through Buffy for me. It falls in the list of uh, shows that my basically my whole life, people have like, Adam, you would like this. You would like this show. Um, everyone always says that about Buffy. And here we are watching it for the first time just for you, just for this podcast, really. So I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think that I would be watching this if not for this podcast and to have this, you know, amazing once in a lifetime experience with you. But mm -hmm. um, first time. Yeah. First time. Uh, excited to be excited to be here talking, talking through all the first uh, first takes. Yeah. Okay. So we are covering season one, episode six, The Pack. Uh, and I, I mean, 
it was an it was an episode like jessica guessed last week that this was a werewolf pack uh adam coincidentally also guessed that <laughs> but it's not the case it's mm -hmm. a little bit different than werewolves a little uh less exciting than werewolves but this is like such a weird story about how these teenagers got possessed because essentially like tom you're gonna have to help me break this down there were hyenas they get imported right. from right. africa correct these hyenas are a rare breed of hyena correct. and the zookeeper guy mm. knows this about the hyenas and is also what they call a primal i think which is a appreciator of animals and believe that like animals are the higher spirit and he is does his voodoo shit and helps mm -hmm. the hyenas possess the teenagers yes i don't think he wanted them to possess the teenagers i think he was trying to get them to possess him but what he didn't know and i think he learns later you have to commit some sort of like act of aggression to get the hyena oh. to come into you. And he hadn't committed the act of aggression, but these teenagers did. So they got the right. spirit that he wanted for himself. Right. Okay. But, but then can you just go to any hyena and like say this incantation and like push your friend and then are you possessed by a hyena? I think so. If you've got the magic symbol on the on the floor, um, that's the um, thing. I just yeah. have no red paint. We have some. I I think we could get our hands on some on some you know symbolic red paint here to start painting. Well done, that. Adam. We have an aggressive animal in our house. We do. do we basically to... have a hyena, more or less. <laughs> do you want to be possessed by the spirit of Belle Ferguson? Oh my God! Please no. Absolutely not. The, I would smell so bad the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. The vicious 14-pound shih tzu is going to possess your body and you say make you smelly. Yeah, Tom, is Sarah honest on this podcast about Belle and her smelliness and overall behavior? Like I, I genuine because I can only hear so much, you know, from from behind closed doors. And part of it she probably is hiding from me, and that's okay. But like is yeah. is she honest about Belle? Because Belle smells so bad. Like it is, yeah. it's a real problem. We had to buy blueberry perfume for her, and now she just smells like shit and blueberries <laughs> mixed up together. <laughs> sort of like one of those Febreze in a bathroom situations. It's like I guess like this is doing something. <laughs> so I don't think she like lie. It's not like she's like oh Belle smells like the best. She just doesn't bring up the Belle yeah. smell very much. Like yeah. I've never. That's like not really a, a conversation that comes up on. Oh okay. On, on this podcast okay which she, I, I mean, she seems to keep hidden from you despite broadcasting well it's you like, know it's it's just one of those things you know one of us is louder on podcast than the other so it's you know mm -hmm. easier okay. to hear one way versus mm -hmm. um yeah the other way but uh I, no i would not want to be possessed by this hyena this guy was creepy he was such a creepo he was uh, a creep. and wh like what was he even trying to he didn't even go back with the teens like it was very confusing to me the logic of what happened and like are there other hyenas about this and then we get the freaking child just everyone in this episode this is a wild this <laughs> it's, is a, it's this is a wild cracked. episode it's front pretty to back. Cracked. okay so we're we're at the zoo we are at the zoo we are at some sort of field trip 
going to the zoo. I mean, I don't know if teenagers should be going to the zoo, but these teenagers are going to the Why zoo. Why not? What's wrong with the zoo? Why, okay, what would constitute a teenager to be going on a field trip to the zoo? That's like seven-year-old shit. Uh, wow. Lindy is so offended if she's listening right now. The biggest zoo stan I've ever met in my life. Um Sarah, we've been to the zoo. What do you like? What are you? You were so excited about the flamingos. What if a teenager just wants to go see flamingos? And like, you're, you're like saying my... that's seven year old shit? Like they can't do it? Okay. No, like we went to the zoo. That's fine. But Tom, like seriously, like why, why would a high school class bring like their 16 year old children, kids, teens to the zoo? Like what is this class? I mean, I, I I guess in maybe some sort of like biology, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I guess that's that's like what they're trying to go for, or just like, I don't know, maybe like a couple of teachers called in sick and they were like, eh, let's maybe just take all the kids to the zoo and. <laughs> oh, call well, it maybe for they're them. still looking for a replacement biology teacher. That would track actually, because the last one was a bug lady. Um, Tom, you're at the zoo. What's the first thing that you see? What's, where do you go to first? I think you gotta go monkeys, right? Ugh, I hate monkeys. <laughs> I wow. hate monkeys. That's where you're going? Well, I mean, I guess after this episode, I kind of want to go see zebra, uh, zebras. Because um, <laughs> the zebra, okay, so yeah, Willow Willow said the, the zebras are fucking. Mm -hmm. The zebras that, are getting those, down. Those were her words, yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess that's like a, I, I don't I, I I can't remember if we ever went to the zoo for a field trip. I think if we did, it would have been middle school. So I do think maybe you're right, Sarah, that it wasn't it wasn't like a high school field trip. It was more of like a middle school, elementary school field trip. Go to the zoo. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever took field trips in high school. Was that a thing that high schoolers did? Did you guys yeah. get to go on field trips? We never yeah. went anywhere. <clears throat> I went, uh, I went to um in in college we went on field trips too. In college you went on field trips? Yeah. Oh. We had different college experiences. I we I mean sometimes we, we, we maybe did. had class outside, I guess, but yeah. yeah, we did that too. My college had like we had a class assignments to go do things like go to see like I had, I was I took a dance history class once and they Oh, wanted me to go see a live dance performance. I uh, went to uh, the Met like eighty times during college. For wow, what school. a brag! Holy smokes, what a what a what a brag for you there! I've never been to the Met. You've never been to the Met? No, <laughs> of course I've never been to the Met. When would I be going to the Met? <laughs> I don't know. I went to the Met like a billion times. I, I've been to the zoo more times than I've been to the mat. Uh, the, the the cold the cold creatures uh, is is the place to go. It's, it's the only interesting polar bears. Yeah, polar bears, uh, penguins. Even though penguins smell so bad. Okay, <laughs> Adam, um, we okay. So we went to the zoo. The, okay, so the very first thing I learned in living in St. Louis is that the zoo is free. Like that is every single time you go anywhere, they're like, "Welcome to St. Louis. The zoo is free." So we went to the zoo. <laughs> it was free. Um, and the, the mission of the day was like to go see the flamingos. It was for me anyway. Adam could have wanted to go see the penguins, but he refused to go near the penguins because the penguins smelled like fish. 
They smelled so bad. It was I mean, it wasn't just fish. It smelled like dead fish that had rotted on the side of the shore for like a, a week and a half. Aren't they in a tank or something? No, no just they were free. free range penguins. I don't know exactly huh. what the situation was. If I wanted to, and I, I didn't because they smelled so bad. So maybe this was the reason. If I really wanted to, I could have heisted a penguin. Like I could have physically done it. Kind I probably like, would have been stopped by somebody. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like how the elephant is like within arm's distance in this episode of Buffy. Yeah, that's how close the penguins are. You can snatch a penguin very easily at the St. Louis Zoo, which yeah. means that not only are you going into the zoo for free, but you also get a free penguin. But you do have to pay fifteen dollars to park. Yeah, the parking is not free, which is such a scam. They're like, mm. oh, the zoo's free. The zoo's free. Get there. Here's fifteen dollars for parking. It's not free. Okay. <laughs> And then no. you can buy a zoo membership, which is all, all it is, is free parking, which is the same thing as a, whatever. I assume I the food is, like, super expensive, too, at the zoo. Oh, like, yeah. I, we like, got, yeah. like, one pineapple, like, a novelty pineapple drink, and it was, like, $12 for, like, a, it was not, it wasn't even alcoholic. It was just a rando no. faux pina colada drink. You know, you didn't want to splurge on the rum. Oh, it was, like, another $3 for, like, one shot of rum. Three? I could buy a whole bottle. For three dollars, I mean, basically, I wanted to get fucked up in that zoo, and you did not want to get drunk <laughs> one in the zoo. Shot of rum is not going to do anything, okay? That uh, one might even get the penguin drunk. I don't even know. Like that's all. That's gonna do. You know who's also not impressed by the zoo? Buffy. Buffy hates the zoo. She has been to the zoo as many times as I've been to the Met. It is not impressive to her, mm-hmm. and uh, so she is. She's kind of in a stink mood. I think like her issue is that um, it's like she's been there, done that. She did it in her old school. And I also think that she's just like kind of over these people because we see this group of mean children who kind of like bash her and call her unpopular. Tom, have we ever seen these people before? Because I don't think we have. No. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. You're never seeing them again. Um, I don't even think that they gave them names. Uh, so I've seen this episode six or seven times over the course of my life, mm-hmm. um, at least. And yeah. uh, I had to look them up on Wikipedia. Uh, their names are uh, Kyle, That's Rhonda, right. Tor, and Heidi. Tor? Tor. <laughs> like Tor? Tor? Like like, like Thor's brother Tor. Like what? Do, yeah, Tor. Like T O R. Yes. It's yeah. like so. You're telling me we whip out a Kyle, you know, a Heidi, even a Rhonda, and Tor. <laughs> Tor is the fourth name that we pull out of the hat there. Okay. That's like, yeah, you basically went on baby generator, baby name generator.com and just like hit the randomized button and that's what you got. You got a tour. Yeah. Which male, one's tour? Female, female fantasy was like the So floor. I think I think Kyle's the main douche guy. So yeah. I think Tor's the other guy. Okay. Which is Heidi. the one that like licks uh Xander at the end? Which one is the guy that like nuzzles up next to him and gives him a little sloppy lick? <laughs> it has to be Tor. It might be Tor. Um... So we follow Tor and the gang, and they are just like general mean kids, and they pick on mm. this one dork 
who's like sketching the monkeys. It's kind of like what Tom does when he goes see the monkeys. <laughs> and you sketch them as they're fucking. Is that I'm what not you, I'm not? Do you bring I'm, a little steno pad no. and just? Oh, okay. Oh. No, okay. Well, they're there, and they go make fun of the kid, and the principal comes around. Principal, principal, what's his name? Frecky. Flutie. Flutie. Like a flute. Oh, but right. extra E. Okay. And it's okay, sir, that you don't remember his name because, spoiler alert, you're not going to need to know it after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Principal Flutie comes around and kind of gets on the kids' case. I guess that they have a reputation for being mean kids. And the dork really pulled a W for the mean kids because he was like, yeah, they weren't doing anything. And I thought that like the the door kid was going to be like part of the cool crowd now because they invite him to go check out the hyena den, but there's still assholes at him. Yeah, it was very confusing to me because in so in my mind they like show hyenas the whole time and it's like obviously we're gonna do some kind of hyena monster with the hyena exhibit. I thought that they were hyenas at this point. And they were going to corner him and like, whatever, they're new kids in school and they came and they're actually hyena people. And like, that's what we're going to do here. No, they just went over to, to, to kick his ass over in the hyena. Like, what did they send him back there for? If not for some hyena purpose, they just took him back there to, to whoop him. Like what was going, what was going on? What was their goal here? They weren't even hyenas yet. They were just dicks. Yes. So here's what I think is going on. I think like he like he showed his value to them by not snitching. Good on him. And so they were like, "Oh, we're gonna take him in now, and we're gonna go visit the hyenas." But then their instincts kicked in, and their their natural need to just be douchebags kicked in. And so once they were in the hyena den, they were like, "You know what? We just never mind. Let's just be douchebags again, and then try to throw them into the hyena pit." Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we have, it's, it, this whole episode is about natural selection and preying on the weak, and I guess that they do have this instinct because they see this door kid as weak, uh, and they- yeah, I like, mean, he is. He's very weak, by the way. Like, that can't yeah. be unspoken here. He is a dweeb. Weak. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and, like, he's a dweeb. Like, of course I want to give him a swirly. Like, yeah, of course. But the I, thing is, is that he really pulled it out for these mean kids. That makes him weaker, though. That makes him so much weaker, to be honest with you. Like, you he was right there. Principal Dedo is about to come down on him, and he can't just, just be like, oh, yeah, they were literally bullying me, and they have work in their hands or whatever it is. Like, it was right there. There was, mm -hmm. there was come on. Guy's name I don't know. So, so I, I'm with Sarah, though. I, th I think... You never, never snitch. No yeah, snitching. snitches get stitches. That is exactly. the the one thing that I've I've learned, and I would never want to stitch. Exactly. So yeah, I must I must say that was like his that was like his best moment of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was not but stitching. It doesn't matter because he still he still was about to get fed to the hyenas, but thankfully Xander, who followed them, um really tried to help him and he got to escape but then then the glowy eyed hyenas became glowy eyed and possessed everybody and this i mean tom you said that you watched this episode seven times like did the like did you make it through any of the seven times without laughing at the glowy eyed hyenas 
Uh, no, sir. I left. I left at this episode entirely. This episode is just um, for me. It's just ridiculous. This is one of the episodes I consider to be just dumb fun. Um, I mean, so, it's dumb. It's dumb. Okay, <laughs> so it's dumb. Glad you got the dumb part of it at least. It's a little fun. Okay, so they're all possessed and they start laughing like hyenas, which I we also the Lion King. Like you don't trust a hyena. Those motherfuckers are rude. They laugh at you. They are, you know, mm. very lazy and they don't complete the work that they're supposed to do for Scar. Mm. And they just are a, they're really a, the wasted space of the animal kingdom. Um now I say this, but I also have full respect for them because I don't want to be possessed by a hyena and I also don't want to be shown as the weakest link. But anyway, Xander is also possessed by the hyena. Mm -hmm. And this might be the revolution for Xander. Like, we've been shitting on Xander for six episodes straight. This is the first time I might have respect for Xander. <laughs> Okay. okay, you're gonna need to elaborate on that take, sir. This episode is the first time that you're like, oh, okay, Xander. Yeah, yeah. And is it just, is it okay? I just have to, is it just at this moment right now, before any of the other portions of the episode occur, before the no. little sexual assault moment and we eat a live pig, before we do that, oh, yeah. it's this moment where you're like, yes, I, I like Xander standing up for this dweeb guy whose name that none of us have said because we don't know no i don't even well, think i thought about that what i like about xander in this episode is that he is actually kind of cool like he acts cool like he looks like he's smoldering like it's the first time that he like maybe seems an inch attractive and i also like that he, when he was being like kind of an ass you know what? I'm I'm gonna be with Sarah here. I mean, yeah, he does. He does a slow motion walk. He so does like, a slow motion. Oh, walk. don't even start with me about that. Freaking! I timed. There were two things of this episode that I timed because I the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is taking forever." And on the second watch through, I I had my phone out and I pulled out the stopwatch and I timed two separate scenes, and that was one of them. It took so freaking long. Um, we're not even there yet, but it took a minute and 25 seconds for him to walk. No, a minute and the, 25 the seconds. Slow walk with no, a minute was, and 25 seconds. From the start so it's to so when funny. Buffy talks. That is it's a minute and 25 thing. seconds. It's my favorite part of the episode. It took a million years for that to happen. It's ridiculous. Um, no, this is ridiculous for Xander. Why is he like going in alone? Buffy is literally the vampire slayer. And you're like, no, I got it. Um, it's all me. I'm well, Xander. I'm tough. I'm, I'm going to go take on these four people for this dweeb whose name that none of us know and not you buffy uh well it's again because she's the vampire slayer not the school bully slayer adam so that like, hasn't applied to any of the other things what well, about all the other non-vampire also th maybe this is another uh, potential complaint about the show where are the vampires not one vampire here in this episode uh, not in this episode, but there's still plenty of vampires. Like, I don't think you have to complain about like a shortage of vampires overall in the show. Like, Buffy's like a bit more... maybe there'll be more vampires later, I suppose. But I feel like we've we've been without we've doing bugs, we're doing uh other stuff. I don't know, we've done a lot of vampires. Oh, 
Wait, monster last episode was a bunch of vampires. There was at least five vampires. She had plenty of vampires last yeah. week. There were a lot. Plenty, plenty of vampires. Um, yeah. we and I also... think that was. Uh... Go for it, Sarah. No, I was just going to bring up the zookeeper because we meet the zookeeper who kept Buffy and Willow because they were going to save the situation because Buffy didn't really trust Xander because Xander sucks. So they were going to go in. They were going to save the day. But the zookeeper who kind of, I don't know, he's, I don't, I don't know if I was suspicious of him, but I did think like I would not want this man alone with my hyenas anyway. Uh, I just did not trust him at all. Uh, he comes and he goes, are you blind or just illiterate? Because these hyenas, they're quick to prey on the weak. And they did not, he did not want these kids in there. And I guess it's because he was trying to prevent other people to get possessed because he wanted to harness the power of the hyenas. Creepo. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. saying you don't want him alone with your hyenas. I, to me, this guy tracks as a I want to be alone with your hyenas guy. Like, that is who this yeah. is. They perfectly casted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah. don't know. Like, you line up these, like, creepy white men on uh, and go, yeah. that guy, he looks like he could get some alone time with hyenas. Yeah. Let's hire him. Yeah. He's the guy for us. He's okay. fucked a hyena. Let's be honest with ourselves. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's happened. I know. I once. We yeah. have to be honest. That's the thing. Like, as a podcaster, you have to be honest 110% of the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, not to change the subject, but um, to change the subject, Adam, were you at all impressed by Xander being like, I'm going to go in and, and stop these bullies? Like, because no, Sarah, Sarah said she likes hyena Xander better. Did you like, were the. Do you like Xander at all prior to Hyena Xander? Xander's been like a nothing character for me. Like I, I don't feel strongly about him one way or the other. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like bored of the romantic stuff already with him, and it feels too early to be bored of like the what's going to happen here, like the the Willow of it all, and that you know, like I, I'm already like <laughs> bored and annoyed with that, which is probably not good. Um, but I don't hate him. I like, I don't have like a lot against him. I thought this was his worst episode <laughs> thus far. And that might have just been the events that actually happened and he was possessed. And I guess like, maybe there's a conversation of like, because he was possessed, like, did he do them or did the hyena do them? But I don't know. I think that's something that he's going to have to like <clears throat> grapple with for the rest of his life. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, after the intro song, we are at the bronze, the, the place to be the place that serves like fake mocktails, but also croissants. So mm -hmm. it really is the everything place. Uh, and Willow mm -hmm. and Buffy are just having girl talk. They're talking about how Xander was acting really strangely after the hyena exhibit and that. He was like pretty quiet, but then they start talking about Willow's big honking crush on Xander and Buffy's potential maybe crush on Angel. Um, Willow has to give up the Xander shit. It is never going to happen. I mean, it's for sure going to happen. It's never going to happen. We have how many seasons of this show? 
Seven. Like, seven? Come on, seven? It's absolutely going to happen. There's not no. a, It's going to happen before like season two. Like we're, no. it's absolutely going to happen. He doesn't even look at her. He doesn't have to right now. We're six episodes. How many total episodes is Buffy? Like a hundred something? First, 144. Yeah. Come on. Oh. We're six into 144. It's going to happen. I'll bet absolutely anything on it. Do you think it's more likely that Willow and Xander are going to get together or Willow and, I mean, well, hmm. oh. Buffy and <laughs> Xander are going to get together? Actually, I think it's probably more likely that Buffy and Willow are going to get together than any of the above. So we're going let's... to get two of three, two of those three pairings for sure. And I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be the lesbian relationship. I don't think. I, don't know, I mean, baby. I'm here for it. I guess, but like, I don't know, baby. I know three things about Willow, and one of those things is that she swings that way. Oh, okay. I, if you have the inside scoop, then uh, that's far be the it for only me. thing that I know about Willow. Oh, it was like great. It was like a big news story in the early 2000s to have like a lesbian character. Okay, on give TV. me all three of these pairings then. Okay. Certainly, it's gonna like yeah, it's gotta happen. You would put the money on all three. Give me, let's do the let's do the thruple of it all. Maybe it's a thruple. Oh, I can't also, deal I, with thruples. I saw. Oh my gosh, I think I, I forget where I was talking about this, but I saw there's a new show on Peacock, Couple to Thruple. Uh, it was mm-hmm. as I was like going to watch the traders. It was like one of the first yeah. things that suggested. I was like, wow, Peacock is maybe putting out good. Co- I haven't watched a second okay. of it, but I would watch it. Baby, if you were like Sarah, <laughs> my love. Can we please watch Couple to Thruple yeah. and that be our new nighttime show? I will throw myself off the nearest bridge. <laughs> yeah, this does seem like a show yeah. that I'm going to have to watch on my own. This is terrible. This is late the time you're like, let's play. Uh, let's watch this show. Um, what's the show where like, oh, the ultimatum. Where we're going <laughs> to show about where girls had to deal with the fact that their fiancés refused to marry them and i was like what is this like personal attack bullshit i'm sitting over here and they're like these girls are like i'm so upset i've been dating my man for two years and he refuses to marry me and then at the time i was like in a relationship for much longer i was like this is embarrassing and you were you and our friend todd were just sitting there (laughs) laughing it up being like oh these stupid girls that don't marry their Girlfriend, their boyfriends after a year, like you would never say it was horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say, Adam, it would make sense for you to podcast about couple to thruple because, like Percy Jackson, the motto of that show is also that every quest needs three. <laughs> hey. All right, I'll just I'll put this out there into the ether right now, Melissa. If you want to cover couple to thruple, I will do that with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, and Sarah, if you want to come on as the thruple, then. There you go. It could all make sense. I just hope the hyenas get me at this point. Yeah. Just I kill think, me. Just like yeah. Principal Flutie. Oh, no. I think in the Buffy, though, it's less of a thruple and more like a, a I call it a love ladder, where like oh. each person is on a different rung. You've got Willow, who's like on the bottom rung, just Rip. kind of feeling Xander, Xander. Then yeah. Xander's the next rung going Buffy, Buffy. And then Buffy's on the third rung going Angel, Angel. Oh. And then Angel's doing who knows what the hell. Oh, Whatever well, he's doing. Yeah. Bones. Yeah. That is, bones. I am going to think bones, of it that bones. way. <laughs> so uh, Xander comes in talking about Xander. And he is 
acting very sus. He eats Buffy's croissant. He sniffs her. He's like mm-hmm. a little dismissive of Willow. He's definitely like in a weird mood. And um, I like Buffy's obviously instantly weirded out by him. Uh, I would be too. And then he like gets a total. I mean, he sees the the other people in the pack, and he gets like very, very attention, like straight to them. I didn't. I was like, "This is Xander's fucked. He's possessed." Yeah, I do think the group because they're on a hellmouth where these supernatural things are going to happen. I think they need to have like procedures. And one of those procedures is that if anyone in the group starts randomly like sniffing at you, you just lock them up immediately. And like, that's something we've got to deal with. Like, I don't think there's any like, oh, he's acting weird. No, when someone starts sniffing you, I think that's, that's got to be supernatural. He's just a boy, Tom. He's just a teenage (laughs) boy. Listen, okay, that's all that we know. Based on our years of experience, even though we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer and we're bugs are teachers and there's vamps all around. He's just a he's a teenage boy. Why would you get it in your head that there's anything else? I mean, well, don't be ridiculous, Tom. I mean, that's like a good point. Cause like Giles is literally telling them that they're on mm. Hellmouth. And for him to question Buffy in the next scene and be like, oh, like he's just hormonal and testosterone is running through his body is so dismissive because it's like she knows like you told her last week that there is shit coming in every single direction and now this is the second instance that he was like dismissive of Buffy being like I don't trust the situation we need to research this I yeah. hated Giles here this was I, I was so re- I was so, like almost enraged about this like this is all you do like you just let Buffy like hit you I guess and then you're like no 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 more Buffy I can't take any more of this you hitting me with all these pads on and then you're like no you're crazy Buffy even though he sniffed you and you have all this evidence and proof and you're literally the vampire slayer I don't believe you he's just a he's just a boy don't you know teenage boys Buffy Giles this is your whole job this is all you do true but I mean, again, like, I don't. I forget, did she mention the sniffing? Because the sniffing is what tips me off. Yes. But like, if it's just Xander being a douchebag, I think I think Giles is fair to say eh, he's just a teenage boy. No, she though. she yeah. mentions the sniffing. Pig. The, well, the pig didn't happen yet. We actually see the pig in the next scene. There is a little pig. He's a baby pig, a piglet. Some might say he's dressed. In in a football helmet and has spikes on his back um and he he's the new school mascot and he takes a liking to buffy right away and the pig was so cute and i just hate this stuff because it's like you see that pig and you know that pig is a goner and it's so depressing like come on tom like where's where's the where's the advocates for the pigs over here yeah, they. I mean, they should have killed that other nerdy kid instead of the pig. They could have left the pig alone. I would have rathered that. Yeah, um, the pig's name is Herbert. Um, Herbert. Yeah. yeah, I love Herbert the pig. He was so cute. Um, Adam. Yeah, are, are you? Yeah. Oh no, are you Tom. pro pig in general? Like, I forget. Have we have we ranked where pigs are in the in the an- animal rankings? 
I take my animal rankings very seriously. Um, I don't have like a great love for pigs, but I don't hate them like I do monkeys. How do you hate monkeys? What's the what's the <sighs> hate monkeys? I hate monkeys because they're always up to no good and you can't trust them. And I don't like the they, that they just fuck around all the time. Did you just like watch Ninth Museum one too many times or? Okay, like... name me one monkey that's not an asshole. All monkeys are <laughs> up to no good and they're all like mischievous fucks. And they all cause issues. Like, name one monkey. Okay, I can only name a handful of monkeys, but and I there do... Are, okay, Curious George, um, he's so curious, and he gets into so much trouble. I don't think he gets into trouble as much yes, he as does. he just, His like, goes on... Curious George. Yeah, Curious George, not criminal defendant George. Like, there's no... He doesn't... I don't think he, like, gets up to... A, a bunch of trouble here. Marcellus um, from Friends. I was going to say that's all you're thinking asshole. about. It is Marcel, and then the night museum. What about the monkey from Drake and Josh that the one guy tried to eat? He was a totally know. fine monkey. The monkey. There was that uh, monkey, King from... Kong. That's a bad monkey. I don't think so. I don't he think he stole that girl. Um. What? Okay. I have to. I, I mean, I really have not seen all of the. King yeah, Kong. exactly. Um, and then there's the um, there's a monkey from uh, Boy Meets World, and that monkey literally was a criminal, stole money. I don't think that monkeys are inherently up to shit. Like, yes, I think they are. I that's, don't think that all monkeys are. That's their favorite thing to do is cause shit. Like, <laughs> like is to ruin people's lives. That's what monkeys like to do. Wow. Okay, so we're putting pigs above monkeys. Absolutely. I would put pigs pretty high, to be honest with you. Both in terms of, like, I think that there can be cute pigs, especially if they are animated. Um, and then also, um, they taste good. Preferably cooked. But I'm just saying. But, uh, what? What do you mean, Adam? It's they. It's good. This is a pro-Herbert podcast i would not eat herbert if that's like the question that we're talking about here but he's just a baby yeah. I, I guess <laughs> i mean yeah adam I, okay fine you know what <laughs> crucify me for this pig cake i fine people eat pigs and it's yeah. true yeah, it ha you. I've I've cooked pig for you before, Sarah. So I like I, you can't pretend to be innocent here. Yeah, Remember when so we were trying to catch that stray cat and we cat <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. pork. <laughs> what? There is this cat that we found, and he was a stray cat. It wasn't a stray cat. It was actually our neighbors, and we were trying to catch the cat, but the cat was like hiding in a in like a ditch so we were trying to lure it out with pork it was underneath stairs just to be there was no ditch involved it was just underneath the stairs that go to our apartment but we yeah. couldn't like reach in there and get the leverage for it <laughs> yeah. and we happened to have made pork tenderloin that evening and we were like oh what a great way <laughs> to lure out this cat with the pork it didn't work it did not work at all it didn't work yeah we didn't and like our, our other neighbor was like do you have tuna fish and we're like no fuck we do not <laughs> sorry we just around. don't have any tuna just laying around yeah. okay we gotta move forward because xander's being an asshole to willow because willow is trying to teach her math him math and he's like uh, i don't want to learn math from you you're stupid do we have any taste on 
Xander being mean? Probably not. Well, apparently you like this, Sarah. Yeah, you're so, the like, one with the take. What were what were you thinking? Were you like, oh wow, yeah, Xander's totally right. Screw math. Well, screw math, yes, but um, he is notably wearing nicer clothes, so that's a point for possessed hyena Xander. So fashion sense is the plus. Yes. Hyenas. Famously think, good fashion sense. I think that he did something with his hair that I like as well. Hmm. And the smolder. I like the smolder. Yeah, yeah, the camera seems to zoom in on, uh, spends a lot of time on Xander. I feel like it doesn't normally. Like, if, I feel like it normally looks like focused on Buffy or anything else, but like, there's like, they just spend like a lot of time looking at Xander and they're like, look at him. And it's like, there's no special effects. It's just Xander. And it's like, it's very funny, but like I, I wasn't quite sure, and I'm not really sure how hyena being possession leads to him being better dresser. Uh, I don't very know. little of the logic of this episode is tracking for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, Buffy brings Herbert to his cage, and um, we wind up seeing Herbert. Uh, Herbert sees xander and it starts squealing and is terrified of xander and this was suspicious as well and i I think like buffy is totally honed in on knowing that there is something going on um and the pig knows like pigs know they know Mm -hmm. they're smart well we saw herbert go to buffy earlier kind of as it was running through the hallway and so buffy has this connection but i think Maybe pigs just have this innate sense of who is or isn't a predator or a monster. Who knew? Pigs I, were so capable. I thought that, like, I think I remember them saying, like, pigs are actually, like, very smart. And, like, the organs are similar to humans. That's why people, they dissect pigs and um, fetal pigs in high school, which is disgusting. Yeah. But we did not dissect a pig in high school. A fetal not. pig. I, I mean, okay. Sorry, New Jersey schools. We did that. Um, Tough look for Jersey there. I guess they're not pro <laughs> Jersey, Yeah. Well, thank goodness I'm a Midwestern girly now. Okay. So this is the most important part of the episode because this is where we play dodgeball because it is rainy outside, mm-hmm. um, which becomes like really fucked because it's like they're split up to the sides and everyone's throwing the balls like there's just balls everywhere and they at the end it's like buffy the pack and the loser kid is still in the pack side and all these motherfuckers turn around and just throw the balls at somebody on their own team including xander and i was like why why tom he was just living his life and he made it so far during dodgeball because he was the weak link and buffy has like alpha energy you don't attack the alpha you attack the weak link buffy is like the lion king she's Mm -hmm. like the mufasa and these are the hyenas Mm. they're not going to attack mufasa they're going to turn on the 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 weak they're going to go get timon or yeah exactly Yeah. yeah This random kid is Timon. I was so mad about... First of all, this dodgeball scene lasted forever. They were throwing the balls. This was the other scene that I timed. One minute and 28 seconds of just... That was before we even got to the confrontation 
at the end. We spent a, a minute and a half here just throwing the balls around playing dodgeball. Um, which, by the way, I loved dodgeball as a kid. I was like that guy. I was. Well, you charming. would love dodgeball. Yeah, I did. I I really did love. I I loved gym as a whatever. Uh, growing up, it was like fun playing like you volleyball. Loved gym. I did. Yeah, it was fun. It was like a, you know we just got to like play. I didn't like high school gym because then you had to like run, and that was not fun. Just but like run. like middle school gym, we would like be playing volleyball and tennis and like. We would get on our stomachs on those scooters and play like medic dodgeball or whatever. It'd be like, anyway, um, this dodgeball lasts for too long, but they didn't even win. You can't, you can't throw the ball at people on your own team that you're out. Like you can't, that's, you don't even win the game. <sighs> Idiots. And then the gym teacher, like freaking came over <laughs> on the side was just like, oh yeah, I love this sport. Oh Oh, just like freaking into it over there. It was like, what a vicious sport this is. I fucking love it. This gym teacher is the creepiest guy ever. Like he, uh, he should have been the one that got, got eaten. Why are we eating the principal? This guy is such a creep. He is a creep. He, he is a predator, but in a different sort of sense. He, I, I hated dodgeball day. Dodgeball day was the worst day of my life. Like, they like targeted me because I was a weak link. Oh no. They yes. didn't just let you sit out. They just always let a bunch of people sit out for us. Like you only really had to play if you wanted to. I mean, I wish I could have sat out of the entire gym experience. It didn't happen. Oh. I wasn't good at dodgeball, but I remember it being fun. I don't want balls flying at my face. Only <laughs> some. Anyway. Um anyway. Is the gym teacher creepier than the hyena? Yeah. The gym teacher was the creepiest guy of this episode, and he was not even the one that ate another person. So it's the close ups, Tom. It's the close ups. We had to go so close to his face for him to be like, I love dodgeball. <laughs> it wasn't even that he loves dodgeball. That was the part that like made no sense to me. He watched one team circle around another member of their team and pelt <laughs> him with balls. Not this is in no way is this representative of dodgeball or the spirit of dodgeball. And then he was like, Oh yeah, this is the stuff. Like that's what he saw. And then came like, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, like, it's not even like, Oh, I love the spirit of dodgeball. He watched this brutal massacre of this dweeb whose name we still don't know. Cause we don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't think we're going to see this guy ever again. So he doesn't even deserve a name. Yeah, not... get him out of here. I'm trying to think if this like fits my theory that Adam and Jess are the same person, the reenacting the Jim coming voice. I feel like Jess would take it in a different direction if she was here. I think. Maybe. I don't think Jess says the word come very often. Um, so probably not. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. No, you don't think so? That's tough. That's tough yeah. over there in the Sterling household. So Willow wants to stand up to Xander, the newfound bully, and say, hey you, stop being an asshole. And then this is her Xander. Um, annihilates her because he's like willow i have to tell you something i and like willow's like thinking like oh my gosh like he's going to admit feelings for me it's happening i'm so excited and he's like i am quitting geometry and because i'm quitting geometry 
I don't need your tutoring. And now that I don't need you to tutor me anymore, I don't have to see your ugly pasty face ever again. And I was like, oh, Xander. Um, but also he still kind of was dressing <laughs> cool. So I was like, okay, <laughs> like, why not? Like, be mean. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, like, works, Tom, I think. Yeah. This was terrible, right? No, terrible. And not true. I mean, Allison Hannigan, very attractive woman. Um, yeah, this is, this is, so. Now, here's my question for you. How much of this is Hyena and how much of this is Xander like subconsciously? Now, I don't think he would be this mean or be like, I don't want to talk to you again. But how much of this is like, you got to think he knows that Willow has a crush on him. And how much of this yeah. is like him sort of like maybe sort of wanting to shut that down, but never actually wanted to have that sort of awkward conversation. So, like, Adam, is it, like, when you're drunk and, you, like, you start getting the silly spillies, you know? Like, you're you're just, like, saying shit that you probably shouldn't, but, like, you're, like, in ha uh, like your inhibition is eliminated and you just let it all out? Um, I, I think, like, certainly there could be part of it. That is how I um, act when mm -hmm. I uh, do get drunk. It is It has been witnessed by um, both of you mm -hmm. a couple different times. Um, that being said, I, I don't think that, like, he would ever be this outwardly mean or, like, intentionally, you know, rude or whatever. But I do think that he, like, believes it. Like, I, I, I do think that, like, there is a part of this that is true for him and i i don't think that he would ever say or do anything along these lines to go like down this route but i do think that there is a part of him that is like knows that this is how she would react and is trying to get to this new goal that he didn't previously have of like digit her and getting rid of her in this sense so i don't know he doesn't want her and i think that he thinks these things and he mm. knows that like saying these things would 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 work on her because i mean we see him like fully use this knowledge later so yeah. it's not like he doesn't know like how she feels and how to sort of push her buttons yeah and i hate that like the hyena pack like behind him was just laughing at her and and this is like hyenas are just like they're such assholes because the hyenas in the lion king which is like the only other hyenas i know they did the same thing they just laugh it up just a bunch of laughing idiots. Uh, and Buffy's watching this whole interaction and she like stands up and is like, well, are you going to say something to me now? And like to Tom's point earlier, like she is an alpha. So they don't like they back away. They do laugh, which is so annoying, but they, they do back away and they don't say anything to Buffy. She's the alpha. She's the uh, alpha. she's the alpha, the real alpha. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I, 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 get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. 
Yeah. And we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the, the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality, hardcover books, plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. <laughs> so tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. So the pack is now hungry. So now they're on their hunt for food. At first, they steal hot dogs from some like stoner kids. Uh, and then after that, they find Herber and some really horrible things happen, uh, that I do not really want to get into a lot of, uh, topic about because it's awful. And Herbert was a good pig that just wanted to wear his helmet. Was Herbert a good pig though? Like, I don't want to be too harsh on Herbert here, but literally the only thing we ever saw Herbert do was escape and run down the hallway. That is it. That's one out of one things that we saw Herbert do. Good that cage? Pick. That cage was too small for him. That's, but like, clearly not because he escaped. Pigs should not be in cages like that. That was what? like a dog crate. Mm, okay. It needed to be a, a free reign pig. Like the yeah. Just tromping down the, the hallways of the high school, like all over yeah. the place. Just to... Yeah. You should like live in the greenhouse or something. In the greenhouse? Yeah. Also, this is the most unrealistic high school I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know if this complaint has been discussed before. This is not a realistic high school. How do you mean? This is, of... this looks like other... every other high school that I've seen in California and uh, um... in TV shows many other high schools in california and tv shows have you seen it reminds me of the clueless high school or the 10 things i hate about you high school oh uh yeah what are you thinking other than like the hellmouth and vampires and i like, mean part of it i'm thinking is just like the teachers and how everyone is acting like uh, it just like doesn't it does not like track for me well what's like which teacher what what's kind of example well, well uh, who was that one um Oh the coach, God. yeah, maybe the PE wasn't. teacher. The, I mean, the PE teacher, yeah. I, like, there's no way that the that this PE teacher is just allowed to just do this. 
I mean, yeah, they did hire a crazy bug lady. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like anybody can get in here and teach, honestly. And Giles is there. What is Giles doing? Giles is, like, he shames people for actually coming to the library to get library books. Was that this episode or was that the previous That episode? was Owen. He was like, he said to Owen, like, what are you doing here? And Owen's like, I'm trying to get a fucking book, bro. Well, he's like, he's there for Buffy. And so he's like, I'm going to go to the high school so like I can I can teach her while she's at, at school. And he's like, I'm going to be a high school librarian because no one ever goes to the high school library. And like, so when anyone does, it's like intruding on his like time to train Buffy. Uh, so I think he's like offended when people enter the library. Then he should have just gotten like I don't know the janitor position or something. Then he could have like mopped and then trained her with the mop. I don't know the janitor position at this school. Uh, we have dead pigs that were eaten, oh, bones yeah. all over the place. We have principals oh. being eaten. We have the gym teacher coming all over the floor. Like we have, there's a lot of issues <laughs> with the janitor at this school. That's true. Yeah, bug know, teacher I, eggs all over the place. Like there's it, mess. Yeah, maybe. And the library is where you can have the books because, like, you oh, know, like two thirds of that library is like books on demons, and then there's like a section on Emily Dickinson, and then <laughs> there's probably like not any like actual books. It's everyone just going in there and be like, "What the hell is all this stuff here? Why? Why?" <laughs> a weird amount on ghosts. That's it's a... so weird. Uh, so now we have um, our minute and 30 seconds slow motion after they <laughs> ate poor Herbert and uh, everyone's very smoldering. Even Tor is smoldering. You love this. You're obsessed with this. You you want so these good. people to just like dick you down here. Like what this is. This yeah. is there's a lot of, of sexual attraction happening on this scene. I mean, all of them are like kind of hot, but kind of not. That's the thing. Like this the guys gang, are a lot hotter than the girls in yes, this gang. Like a yes. lot hotter. I'm than the I'm sorry, but Heidi and Rhonda, like yeah, Rhonda looks like 97, and Heidi, I just like don't trust her at all. I don't like her look. I almost don't think they needed women in this group. I like. I oh, think. Wow. No, not not. Well, no. Well, Actually, maybe we just don't need women on this podcast. No. We got rid of Jess. Just get rid of me now. No, because I, I think the metaphor of the episode is that like sixteen-year-old boys are douchebags. Yeah, and like I think if the group had been like four guys, you get that you get the douchebag energy. But by yeah. by having women in there, it kind of changes the metaphor to being I don't like know, bullies because, instead of. Yeah, I'll tell you. Like the thing is, is that. I don't know if it's Heidi or Rhonda, but one of them has a great hyena laugh. And that's why we needed her there. That's I'm dead. not going to impersonate the hyena laugh. Oh, but you really should. I mean, I, <laughs> I really should not. Uh, and uh, basically, Xander is uh, listening in on uh, Buffy and um willow's conversation willow is crying because she because xander was so mean to her and she basically is saying like xander is being mean because i'm an uggo and you're gorgeous and hot and buffy and there's something wrong with me and maybe just maybe three is a crowd and i should get out of your clique and buffy is like 
no, if anybody's getting kicked out of this clique, it's not you, it's Xander. We don't need him. <laughs> he does nothing for us. This is a tough assumption from Willow, I think. Like this I feel like this is a little like off the rails uh for me. Like how how are you making this assumption about Buffy? Like is it just jealousy? Is that really all that this is? Like clearly Xander has some sort of whatever for Buffy, but not for her. I mean Why don't it's that, but it's also the fact that, like, he straight up called her, like, fucking pasty and ugly, and he keeps sniffing at Buffy. Is Buffy pastier than Willow, though? Huh. Hmm. I think maybe. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. Like, these are both attractive women, so I'm not. I'm certainly yeah. not, like, saying that as a, like, negative whatever, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, who's pastier. The biggest difference, other than the superpowers, which we can't really quantify is really just confidence buffy is more confident than willow and so it really is sort of the alpha energy type type thing it's like it's not it's i don't think there's like i mean everyone has their own personal taste but like it's not really an attractiveness thing in my opinion because they're both really pretty but i think it's just buffy is like fairly confident in herself and willow's like really insecure Mm -hmm. that is true I mean, like, Buffy does have, like, a lot of blind confidence, and I think that she also, I mean, like, she, like, is definitely the alpha in this uh, group of people. Um, So this is where she tries to get Giles to research, and Giles was like, sorry, but I think that you are just making crazy assumptions about people and then willow comes in and says poor herbert the pig was eaten and then giles is finally getting to work which is like giles like you have one job if you're not going to actually point teenagers in the direction of actual books then at least listen to buffy please for goodness sake I, I cannot believe in I, I can't believe that Giles was not immediately like, oh, yeah, something weird probably is going on. Vampire Slayer uh, who, you know, uh, slays vampires. Yeah, something probably is up. Come on, Giles. This is all you do. It's just ridiculous. Defend your man, Tom. So I think I mean, first off, it's like this isn't a vampire. So like I think he's like that's that's like his major. I think a vampires is sort of like like the thing he's most uh on the lookout for mm-hmm. all this xander's walking around the daylight so he's like that's not what's happening so it's got to be something like much more obscure and again i think i think also xander has like a really low opinion of xander or giles has a really low opinion of xander and so he is xander doing shitty things we're like yeah that's xander uh but like instead he's like well he's a teenage boy but like in his head he's like what are you guys talking about he's always been this shitty like is he, you're just catching on now that he sucks that's uh, probably what Giles is thinking yeah well it's time to get to work because there's something going on and everybody realizes that including principal flutie who like heard through the grapevine that the pack is responsible maybe for herbert and he like sends all of them to the principal's office, which is like if he thought that these four people were capable of murdering and eating a poor innocent baby pig, then why is he inviting them without like extra security or something like cops or 
I don't know, like some sort of backup because I wouldn't want to be in a room and like immediately expulsion. Like if you were murdering the school mascot and eating him, like not like that is immediate expulsion in my opinion. Not like let's talk about this and try to work out like a, a, a rehabilitation. It's like, you're out of here. You can't be eating baby pigs. I agree. I think he's trying to get a confession. Like, I don't think he's got like an airtight case against them. I think some people saw them and I think he's also suspicious because they're like the, the high school douchebags. One of these but bitches like, said that the, the, the pig was crunchy. That's, that's true. That's a confession. That's true. I mean... I don't mean to be mean to Principal Flutie here. You deserve to die. I mean, you <laughs> you simply deserve to die at this moment. Like, like you were saying, like, you think that these four people ate your school pig and you're like, okay, let's have a chat in my office alone with just me. And I'm going to lay down the law by enacting my grand plan of calling your parents and having <laughs> them pick you up. That was my end the goal grand, here. The grand plan. Also, it is so dangerous for him to have four of these people to his one. Like, maybe interview them separately. Like, not all four people, Principal Flutie. He deserved to die. He deserved to die. Plain and simple, he deserved to die. And I will say, I respect the show for for just killing him. him. I was like, you can't kill the principal. I was like, that is wild. I also think they maybe were like, oh, this character's kind of not working. Like, we're not really sure what, what his vibe is. Because, like, at the start, the first episode of the series, he was kind of nice, but then kind of like, oh, you burned down a school, like, kind of went back on that. Like, he was he was flip-floppy. You couldn't, yeah. you weren't sure if he was nice or kind of a, a mean. I think I think they're clearing him away. And, and so um, now we're going to get Principal Giles, right? So you're going to be the principal now? That's got to be where we're going. Well... <laughs> It's, who else do we have? It can't be he's, the gym he's teacher. Like, somebody's gonna, some poor kid that's getting like massively bullied is gonna come into his office and be like, oh, Principal Giles, I need to talk to you. I'm having really bad struggles. And he's like, oh, why are you in my office right now? You uh, don't, you're not allowed in here. You seem like you'd be wasting my time. And then he's like, I have like a three o'clock, a four o'clock, and a five o'clock with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, please leave my office. <laughs> And he would still be doing a better job than Principal Flutie. Is, probably, um, probably. That's all I know. I think I think Giles would be a good principal. He'd like make them some tea. Be like, they're there. Is that what you want from a principal? Well, tea? you gotta think that they're they're on a helmet, Adam. So most of the time when they're coming to the principal, it's probably like, I just saw my parents get horribly murdered by vampires last night. I'm going through it, and then Giles hmm. yeah, would bring them some tea and be like, they're there. It's cool. Buffy's on it. This other student that you probably don't like very much, she's on it. <laughs> she's, she's got this under control, even though everyone's constantly dying. Uh, Giles finally is getting to work, and he figures out uh, that, I don't know, some hyena shit. It talks about what we talked about the prior. The primal, yeah. The the that there's this guy that like really values animals and then wants to get possessed by the animals. So they're figuring it out. Buffy's investigating, 
And while all the other teenagers are in the principal's office about to kill Principal Flutie, Xander comes in and then, yeah, like kind of sexually harasses Buffy by throwing her down and saying like, I don't know, basically like you and me, like, uh, you know, we could be something like, why don't you like me? And, uh, all, all this all this crazy stuff and once again it's like how much consciousness is act- like where's Xander in all of this well he likes Buffy so there's that much but I the the any anything that she doesn't consent to I think I'm not I'm not putting that on Xander I'm putting that on the hyena mm-hmm. that's where I, I am with this mm-hmm. I think I agree with you on that because I he would never do that if not for the hyena but I do think that the feelings that are behind what's happening are his and like are true to him and what we've seen and what we will most likely continue to see. Um, even like what the, what the angel of it all is, he's kind of mm. talking about the other stuff. Like, I think like that element of it is him, but the actions, I agree with you. Like I'm not necessarily assigning to him. Um, but uh, I th- I still think that uh, I would have appreciated an apology at the end of this. Uh, yeah, for there this. needed there needed to be a apo- yeah. apology. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did a billion times. Well, no, he acted like he didn't remember what happened. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, it's, it's actually this well, is a pretty uh pretty controversial thing that happens in sort of Buffy lore. Okay, um, so this is interesting because like. I mean, we'll get to it in a bit, but like he pretends like he doesn't remember all of this, so he's not taking accountability to the things that he did, but he didn't have full control over um what he did. But it would have been better if he said, like, I don't know how I'm going to live with myself knowing like everything that I did during during this period of time like it's gonna sit like really heavy on me like that would have been a lot better than like him pretending that he doesn't know what happened is like i'm really really sorry if i did anything you know what i mean so yeah like i can totally see how this was kind of like slimy of xander for him not to take like at least acknowledge the fact that like what he was doing was really really wrong even if he didn't have that control I do yeah. love how we started this podcast by you saying that you love Xander this episode. This was like the best Xander episode. And now, you know, we're we're basically we have we fully brought you over here to Xander's a slime ball. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I am not the alpha. I can be persuaded in any which way. Like, uh, you know, like this is why I think that uh I am like a good friend, but also a good girlfriend. Like if you want me to like convince you to be on like your side, like it only takes like a little bit of argument and then I'm there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I mean, not to spoil anything, but going forward, this is a show supernatural things happen. There's magic. There's different types of possessions. There's going to be other characters who are going to uh, act under magical influence at times Mm -hmm. and the way they respond and the way they like fess up afterwards will be different um yeah by case by case Mm -hmm. basis so i think when people are talking about xander and uh he's a pretty polarizing character especially at this point he's the character i think that's aged the worst um since buffy originally aired um where people are like 
talking about um, how kind of much he sucks. This is an episode, and the way he like doesn't own up to this is definitely gets brought up in the Xander does suck uh, argument. You heard it here first, folks. Xander sucks. Um, <laughs> no redeemable qualities at all in the character. And he is a problem child. Um, at least fashion, though. That's the. I oh, mean, no. I... He's looking really, really good. And that's the thing. Most douchebags look good. Yeah. That's the problem in this world. I mean, like, if you were hot and nice, then, like, it's just, and smart, you can't be all three, you know? True, yeah. You have to, you can be two, but you can't be all three. And Xander's stupid as fuck. But at least he could be a little bit hot. So he's one. Mm, And sometimes he's nice, kind of hot. You, I I mean, you were joking when you said no redeeming. I do think there are some redeeming qualities to non hyena possessed Xander. Yeah, like I, like the fact that like I mean, we were joking, but like the fact that he jumped in. I, my personal opinion, the fact that he jumped in to try to help the kid at the start of the episode. I think that Mm -hmm. was. But was he doing it? Okay, so like the thing is, is that like when you do something that is perceived good, why are you doing that thing? Are you? Did he jump into the hyena den? Because he wanted Buffy to be impressed by him? Was that his motivation? Or was the motivation that he really cared about the dweeby kid and he was worried for his safety? Like, what? what's the percentage here? And, like, was he looking for accolades when he came back and, like, quote-unquote saved the kid? Like, is that what he wanted? He wanted Buffy to, like, be impressed by him? And and if that's the case, then how good and, like, how, like, how, quote-unquote, good is he? Because because it all depends upon, like, his intention as to why he was doing the good deed. So I agree with you. I do actually, I actually am going to stick up for his intention a bit because again, you have to remember he was friends with Willow. Who's like the biggest loser in school before Buffy got there. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think him like standing up for the misfits and like wanting to fight with the bullies is uh, just to impress Buffy. Like there's definitely some of that there um, for sure. But I I think that's just sort of his nature. Okay. Uh, there might be some of it there, but also like if you what you should really care about is like the results of making sure that the bullies don't whoop this guy's ass and bringing Buffy with you is the best way to make that happen. So like, why would you care more about doing it yourself and leaving Buffy behind if not to want to impress her in some capacity? I don't know. There's fair. I get, but again, though, the Buffy like she's. When, I, when we talk about her being a vampire slayer, she's got super strength. So she goes in and, and breaks something up. There could be some problems with her doing that. Right. I mean, like, she's supposed to be keeping a low profile. So the more people, like, Cordelia is already going all over town telling everybody that she, like, choked her out and all sorts of stuff. Like, she's supposed to be keeping a low profile. Like, people are not supposed to know that she's the vampire slayer. Yada, yada, yada. Um, the long and the short of it is that Xander uh, is kind of mean, but at least he doesn't eat Principal Flutie. Uh, Principal Flutie's dead. He's dead. Um, and it gets around school real, real quick because Giles comes and tells them. 
And now they have to stop the pack from killing more, including Xander. So the goal is to, um, oh, Buffy knocks Xander out, by the way, and is now living in the prison that's also in the library. I don't get this library. There is like nothing there but literature. There's no literature, but there's everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, they do have like a fenced in part that they can lock. And I'll I'll put a I'll put it like a put it like a tab here. Uh, yeah. That 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 locked up cage thing they've got going in the library. That's that's going to come back at certain points. Like they're going to need to lock people up at certain okay, points throughout so the series. When you're asking me, Adam, what do you mean this isn't a real high school? Um, <laughs> where is the library prison in any real high school? What do we have, Giles' little? fucking sex cage in there like what's going on <laughs> this, this is the you cage essentially like why is there a prison in the library what is this is this uh, the restricted book section like todd todd librarian please uh respond with what this oh if is. todd has a secret sex cage i'm gonna lose it <laughs> I, 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 if, wait if, and then todd why can't on. how can we get the invite for valentine's day to go into I, I, I think it is more likely that he has a secret sex cage than he would give an invite to other people to come use his secret sex cage. There's just Look, no way. I'm just saying, if you have it, you should share it. Uh, the pack just like around... couple the throuple, right? That's the no, same. No, no couple the throuple. The, the... turned around on it. Like she got peer pressured into that real quick. <laughs> the the pack is going around town. They're hungry. They're terrorizing randos. Um, mm. they're trying to eat babies it's disgusting as well as terrorizing little children uh, they're just being terrible Willow uh, almost lur gets lured by Xander to, <laughs> to get out of the, the prison uh, Adam you had like a very funny take watching Willow and Xander oh I thought that she was going to let him out for sure yeah. I thought she was cooked She, I thought she was fully digmatized here and just ready to, to let him free I, I guess to her credit she didn't but then also the other hyenas come in and they're like Willow and Willow's like Xander shut the fuck up what are you doing over there I know you so well but shut the I fuck up I know you so well but I can't recognize your voice it's instead of instead of it being Xander who is directly behind her in the sex cage it is someone on the other side of a window probably 25 feet away saying her name and she's like yeah that's Xander Xander shut up don't uh, talk to me stop saying my name you're not gonna trick me Xander Xander is like a ventriloquist that can throw his voice across the entire room. Mm -hmm. Xander, shut up! Uh, the outdoor windows. <laughs> the, the pack comes and breaks Xander free. It is hell now. There is chaos. Yeah, I think Buffy notes that like they're like getting stronger but dumber. Like as, as, as go I think the hyena is getting more and more powerful within them, mm -hmm. uh, and they're just getting dumber and dumber, but also more hyena y. Are they getting like, um, you know, after you eat turkey on Thanksgiving, you get like the dumb sleepies? Is it like that? Like they're getting full, so like the the well, they they slept it off after Principal Flutie, right. like they were like they were stuffed. Yeah. Also, the the dumb sleepies, yeah. I, I, the, okay. I've never heard of the dumb element. 
Well, I like, just I added you, it. Oh, okay. You just have a, a particularly unintelligent Thanksgiving. Um, okay. I mean, fair enough. You know, just have to sleep it off. Yeah, you had to sleep off the 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 the, the sleepies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yada yada, the pack terrorizes some people in the car, and then Buffy comes and is like, "Get out of here! Leave this kid alone!" and uh, tells them to chase her, and they do. They're trying to lure them to go back to the zoo so that yep. they can unpossess the pack and put the souls of the hyenas back into the hyenas it's very involved um then they have to do it there because that's where the summoning circle is right uh and then giles uh talks dork with the, the zookeeper and uh blah 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 they get to the area. They find out that the zookeeper is the guy that's responsible for all of this. And Buffy has to fight the zookeeper, throw him in the hyena den. And then at the oh, oh, before that, before that, the pack all comes. And then the zookeeper guy takes the souls of the hyenas away from the pack and puts it into him. So now he's super powerful, but not powerful enough to, to stop Buffy from throwing him into the hyenas. This guy's the worst, the worst um, bad guy in the history of bad guys. He is like kind of like an idiot because not like first he didn't successfully get the hyenas his souls into his body they go to somebody else and then he gets it into his body but then he gets like fed instantly to the hyenas yeah so this is sort of what i was saying earlier like the logic of this episode is just like really tough for me i think that there is a premise here of like high school students are like hyenas that is interesting like i think if we start with that premise there's something interesting I think it could have been as simple as we have new students from whatever South Africa, they're coming in and they are actually hyena students. They turn into hyenas at times. That's like their soul or whatever. And that's the situation. They're like bullies, but then it's like high school students. I did not need a zoo or nor yeah. a summoning circle or a rando zookeeper who and also, turned out why to did be the, the zoo- bad. Like why did the zookeeper get into the face paint? What was any of that? Well, I mean, this no, guy, he, was, he looked he was like he was about to go to a hockey game. Like, I have, like this was so ridiculous. It just made no sense to me. Like, just have the hyenas be the bad thing and have, like, the lesson here be that, like, the students can sometimes be hyenas and, like, those are the bullies and, like, that's bad. That's the evil spirit. And then we have to yeah. ward off with some weird Giles evil spirit thing where he has to do some shit in his sex cage. I don't know. Like, there, there could have been a better solution here than rando zookeeper turns out to be the big bad but then is dealt with instantly by one toss of buffy he had like willow with a knife to her neck and was like nah i don't need the knife i'm gonna open mouth at the side of her head and that's how i'm gonna consume her here and then he just gets thrown over like it's nothing it's like so unsatisfying in terms of like an ending here they dealt with the hyenas but like did they is the next person who walks in and does some kind of weird treacherous act to the thing gonna get hyena again like is this just gonna keep happening i mean that's the thing but i guess the issue no because they the the pack didn't even say like the the word that they had to say 
they just were there and then they got glowy eyed so you're right like this is not resolved like those hyenas could probably just do this to whomever next like none of it was resolved because um i don't i don't know tom help us please i think janitor giles is gonna come in and clean up the the mark on the on the floor <laughs> Floor. Oh, it's the summoning circle. You have to come in with the mop and mop up the summoning circle. Yeah. They, oh. And they just kind of skip over the cleanup. Yeah. So, Adam, I understand what you're saying. I do think the point of this episode was they wanted the hyenas, but I think they really wanted Xander to be a hyena. Like, they really wanted this like is, one yeah. of our main That's characters. fine. I think they could have still done that, even if they just had, like, new students came in, were picking on Xander, but then turned him into a hyena through some kind of ritual, and we have to undo that. And then, hey, maybe we give Xander the moment at the end to deal with the other hyenas and actually, like, let him have whatever kind of thing. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there was, I didn't need Rando Zookeeper in like a, you know, full face paint doing some weird stuff. I yeah. certainly did not need those fake hyenas with the green eyes just doing their thing like yeah, a bad, were those you know. puppets? Those hyenas? Yeah. I, they were, I mean, they certainly weren't even close were to real hyenas, but I don't so know. So this is the thing. Like, you know that this actor who plays Xander was like, okay, producers, I am ready. I am a main character. My name is on the opening credits. I am ready for my special, it, yeah. my special episode. I'm ready. And then he gets his script and they're like, great news, Xander. This is your episode. It's your time to shine. I'm so excited for you to get the script. Fucking Xander opens the script and is like, hyenas? This is my big break? into the acting world hyenas uh a big loss for him because this was supposed to be his special episode like he probably got like top billing this episode his name was probably at the top of the call sheet in this week and <laughs> he gets hyenas it's unfortunate yeah uh i also think uh i think adam there i think they're trying to do a thing where the all the villains are the adults at least so far I think if you go through the episode so far all the villains have been all the villain, except for that little kid that's going to be a killer i mean for sure like the the i know like it's not the ultimate bad guy like whatever they were turned into it but for the whole episode the kids were yeah even true. even before they were turned into hyenas they were still bullies like it's not like they were good and then got turned so I mean, maybe that uh, certainly that like, could be a thing for other stuff. It's not like a trend that I've noticed, but we're only like six episodes in, so it's not you know I don't know. Like maybe that's something that continues. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I think they I think they went through like a couple extra steps because they wanted to get magic influence instead of just having the the kids be hyenas. Yeah. Well, thankfully, everything's resolved now. The kids who I don't see this is the thing. Like the the teenagers that ate not only the pig but the principal, like what's the future look like for them? Like do they just get to continue on in the school and continue to be douchebag assholes? Like they literally ate a person, a human. What like they what what is their future? How are they supposed to go back to school now? Well, I think 
as we all know from the show Yellow Jackets, it's not good. <laughs> uh, they're going to be traumatized for the rest of their lives. Um, and they, they remember they it. Yeah, they, they remember, remember it. it. The rest uh, of their lives are ruined. by Giles, yeah. We're um, never going to explore the fallout of this, though. Like, for sure, that's never going to be a thing. And you know what? I, yeah. That's okay. I'm actually okay with that because I feel like that would be, like, way too far in. I hope that we explore the fallout of the Xander stuff. And I just don't think that we will. I really, truly just don't think this is ever going to be talked about again. Maybe it will be. Maybe it's the whole next episode. I don't know. But it just doesn't seem to be like something. Like, it feels like this is where it ends in terms of this interaction based on the ending here. Yeah. So. <sighs> well. I think this episode was more about exploring the love ladder or triangle or however you want to characterize. Truly. Unless like, I, I, again, Xander's pretending like it didn't happen. So yeah. Willow, just please just get out of it. It's just not worth it. Could we set Willow up with the dweeb that we still don't know the name of? I think that could be a great match. And he, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Will- Willow deserves better, in my opinion, than Xander. I just hate like watching her like fawn over somebody that just won't give her the time of day. You're not getting like Ron Hermione vibes at all. No, no, you're not getting that, Adam. I'm not. No, who's Ron who's for Harry who? Potter? Like Ron Hermione? No, I Ron. know, I know Harry Potter. I've heard, I've heard of that one before. Uh, who's so who's Harry? Buffy? Yeah. And so then Buffy's Xander Harry. is Ron. Ron. And, and then would be Hermione, the nerd. Hermione's Hermione. Yeah. I don't think that like I, I I don't see it, but like I maybe that might be something to like look at going forward. Admittedly, there's only so many ways to play the three person relationship friendship where one person is the hero and the mm-hmm. other two you know there's only like so many different iterations of right. that and so there's probably going to be some similarities but in terms of like the love triangle ladder i really like the love ladder situation tom i think that's a, a great that's way to a, think yeah, about you it. should trademark that that's some good shit yeah I feel, yeah i feel proud of that one yeah i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that in my back pocket so we do see that uh, Xander's back at school. Everything's fine. We, as we discussed, he is pretending like he doesn't know anything, which I hope does get, you know, talked about a little bit more explored. And then he admits to Giles that he actually does remember everything. And I don't know. Like, I guess he, I don't know if he just doesn't want to deal with it or he just doesn't he's trying to like push out of his mind but i don't know xander well enough to understand his intentions in this but hopefully maybe i'll figure it out yeah i just think six episodes in the writers aren't ready to deal with a character doing all this bad stuff and feeling the guilt of that so they're just like we're just gonna pretend this is a one-off and forget about it and we'll pretend like he doesn't remember it at all yeah well, we have some feedback from our friends. We have Justin. Um, Justin talked a little bit about the last episode. And the thing that I wanted to bring up is that Justin told me that uh, Cordelia was in not only an episode of 
Veronica Mars, which like Adam and I watch all the time. But uh, Cordelia also was an episode with Eric Matthews in Boy Meets World, uh, the Train of Fools episode, which is when they get trapped on the train on New Year's. And oh. uh, yeah, she kisses Eric Matthews, which is like pretty cool. Um, and also, Justin said that jealousy is um, is toxic. Oh, because, no. yeah, he was saying, uh, I myself don't get jealous, but you should be able to show you that you care in other ways. Why waste my time and energy on being jealous when I can put that into use and show I care in another less toxic way? Adam, do you think that I should stop being jealous of brown butter cookie girl yeah i will okay so it's it's the direction uh that the jealousy is pointed at least for me that it's a little confusing so um there's mm -hmm. there's someone on tiktok who makes delicious baked goods and yeah. we saw a recipe of mm -hmm. her making brown butter cookies and they look to die for and i said oh those look really good and i sent the video to sarah and sarah was like i hate this bitch i want her to die <laughs> no 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 and you so... had, no 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 you had like 60 videos that you liked <laughs> I had one video that I had to like go searching through my like to go find. And so I was like, this bitch has to die. And um, you're like, she's so hot. Did not say those words uh, yeah. at all. But yeah. uh, it, it's like the direction of jealousy. I think that if you are like actually jealous of another person because you're worried about your relationship and are trying to secure it, that is probably a problem. Um, I do think wanting to like feel some kind of like, you know, uh, I, I don't know, like affection and, and um, uh, specialness of the one. Like, I, I don't think that all jealousy is inherently evil. And I think that, like, the assumption of that is potentially just as toxic as saying that all jealousy is toxic. There certainly can be toxic jealousy. Certainly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was that I said that uh, jealousy, like, I, I, like, it's hot. Like, I oh. want, like, yeah, that's toxic. Um well let's ask the question adam were you at all like flattered that sarah was like i hate that no. bitch no not really mm. um there was there was no flattery because i genuinely felt that like she wanted her to die more no. than me to live like that Stop really it. was the like I, <laughs> I, it was like ridiculous. her jealousy is more anger based in the other direction than like protected based Baby. of me like it's it's really just like gotta go to the other to whoever the no. other person is brown butter cookie girl. You're, you're making me look so bad adam because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was i was thinking that with just off the podcast we could make this a pro jealousy podcast but I, yeah. it sounds like adam's putting a the kibosh on no. that Listen, if we want to be a pro jealousy podcast, that's totally fine. Um, yeah. I, 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 so we're pro jealousy. Absolutely. Yeah. Who should who I be should getting be, jealous of? Yeah. yeah. Who should we be getting jealous of? Are there any other oh, Xander? Like, are you hot for Xander this episode? Should I be like, I no. Xander? No. Were you, when I talked a lot about the uh, hot Christmas ghost, did you feel anything? <laughs> No, no, but I also never saw it, so I like didn't know even yeah. who you were talking about. Also, it's a it's a ghost, so there's nothing that uh, I do to ever make you jealous. I'm totally. F if you want to like establish some kind of like hall pass situation with the hot Christmas ghost, assuming that it's an actual ghost, like that's totally fine. No, he's not a ghost. Oh, well, he is a ghost, but in real life, he's not a ghost. Oh, yeah. so 
like Sarah, what are you looking for? Like next time you and Adam are like watching Veronica Mars and you say like Logan's mm-hmm. hot or something, do you want Adam to like turn the TV off and kind of look at you and like stop away? Like No, I don't want that. About that. To be fair, I would do that if you expressed any kind of positive sentiment towards Logan. So that actually I know. I know. No, 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 no. I I just think that I want you to want me to only want you yeah i i can see why someone might write in and say that's a little toxic (laughs) i i i I think i understand where you're coming from a little bit justin um but it's okay though i promise everything's fine everything's good okay we have an email from another sarah sarah with an h um back at it again with this week's episode of buffy she was writing this during the super bowl so she was not a big fan of the big game. She would rather just write about Buffy, which I can understand. Um, it is, this episode is not about werewolves. Sorry, Jessica, because Jessica thought and was hoping that it was about werewolves. Um, <laughs> if you had your hate on Xander before this, there's nothing in this episode that's going to redeem him. I mean, sure, it's nice to know he wasn't there when the other hyenas literally ate the principal, but the fact that he basically tries to rape Buffy and knows it and calls it out as felony sexual harassment means to me it's not hard to see the net that this is a net loss for Xander. In her opinion, maybe eating Flutie would be better. The fact that we know Buffy can break Xander in a hundred pieces, meaning that she's not in any danger, doesn't really help her in that situation. And, uh, you know, especially since Xander's assault on her is not a hyena spirit behavior, is Xander's own human weakness slash inherent potential for evil coming out because the hyena spirit provides an opening. Uh, sexual assault is mostly a human thing, not a hyena thing. And at the end, he's pretending not to remember anything that happened during the possession. But Giles calls him out so we all know he remembers. He just doesn't want to face up to his darker side and weaknesses. And he doesn't want to acknowledge what he tried to do to Buffy, even though he owes her an apology at the minimum. I get it. He's a teenager. He's avoiding it, but it doesn't make him more likable. And the fact that we're still supposed to see him as a primary lovable goofball with a good heart set and um, shows that the uh, this is a uh, a writer's and a Joss bias, which is interesting. Once again, we heard from, I think, Sarah, that Joss Whedon saw that um xander was a bit of him so this is just very understandable with everything that i've heard about the uh the entire uh climate and culture of the show uh she says it's one of the biggest problems she has with the show even though the show's amazing and it's one of the best uh shows of all time but this is pretty much the only thing that shows up sometimes is the writers themselves and it's a real love-hate thing um also um a couple of other things uh she talks about buffy's outfits and hair especially the last outfit do you remember the last outfit that buffy was wearing it was a pink shirt and a black hat it was like a beanie uh do do you all remember this it was awful it was a really awful outfit i don't know what happened here no no yeah Yeah, i'm sorry 
I'm sorry, Sarah. This is like the wrong group to talk about fashion with. Jess would probably say it was terrible. Um, but yeah, so Sarah is pretty much in the camp that like this is a this was Xander's human side coming <laughs> through, and um, it was probably less hyena and more human in all of this. It's tough. I don't hate the take uh, by any means. Like I can certainly see where they're coming from and I don't want to like prescribe any whatever based on the, the show creators or, you know, whatever. Like certainly there's that element of it that's like going to be at play. And I think certainly in a rewatch situation, like you're always going to be thinking of that. Like you're there, there's no way to get around seeing something like this and not thinking about the context of the show. But if we're looking at the show just from the perspective of how it was being released in real time, if you're seeing this, the choices that were made in the moment, it's hard to sort of separate sort of the context from that. Um, and I'm not even saying that we have to all of the time, but at least in my mind, I just am not seeing based on everything else that Xander has done. And I don't like Xander. <laughs> I'm not a Xander fan, but based on everything else that Xander has done, I just don't see this as like a, oh, he finally has confidence. And if he had the confidence before, this is what he would do with it. And these are the actions that he would take. I just am not seeing that from him in the first, whatever, five episodes that we have seen thus far, or even, you know, throughout this one. Like, I just am not seeing that as like, this is what Xander actually wants to do or actually feels or actually, you know, would do if he had Supreme Hyena confidence. It's just not, it's just not what we've seen. Now, the lack of apology at the end, I think that is maybe more where we can assign some of that feelings on personal responsibility and like who, you know, who should be saying what and what you're, what you should be doing. And I think that that could be more emblematic of like the writing and production side of it. Um, but even then I just, they, they almost, because we left in a minute and a half of dodgeball and a minute and a half of walking across the lawn, we didn't have a lot of time to actually like fully, explore what a resolution or what an apology could look like. And I don't know that I have any trust at this point that they would do that with any sort of like grace or elegance. So I don't know, like I, I can sort of see where it's coming from and I'm just not assigning like individual blame to Xander here because of the hyena part of it. And because of what we've seen previously, it just doesn't track that. Like if he had confidence dialed up to 10, he would go sexually assault Buffy. Like, I'm just not seeing that in terms of what we've been given for him thus far. Could be what happens in the future, I guess, but based on what we've seen, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, we have an email from David and he continues the conversation on that a bit. Uh, first of all, I wanted to let our friend Lindy know that David said that she was a fantastic guest. So I thank you. Like, thank you. She was a fantastic guest. And also another interesting thing that David brought up was that um, the main hyena, Kyle, was Jen's boyfriend, Billy, and um, from Dawson's Creek. And I thought that was like an interesting tidbit. So, um, so David oh, said... Yeah. Yeah, you remembered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Character-wise, the biggest thing that happens in this episode are that um, Hyena Xander is like an unfiltered and mean Xander. And he says and does things to Buffy and Willow that shows how he thinks and feels about both of them. One of the things that 
I liked when he first comes to the bronze and takes Buffy's food. Wait, wait. Uh, okay. So he likes that because in hyena packs, the female hunts for the food and provides it to the mate. So this behavior is in line with a hyenas and shows how Xander views Buffy through the lens of his possession. I will also give credit to Nicholas Brendan for giving hyena Xander a distinctly nastier edge in his mannerisms and tone, which is what I was reacting to personally, me when I was like, Oh, he's like acting like he had swag. I don't know, but he was so gross because he ate the pig. While he does act like a completely different person, he does convey that this is Xander with a mean streak. What did you all think about his decision to end to pretend to not remember any of it um, so that he can get back to normal with Buffy and Willow faster. We did not like that. And the fact that Giles did not reveal that he was lying, which I also like, that's a good point. Like Giles was like, I'm going to keep your secret. Like bros, bros protect bros. Yeah. I I don't like it. Yeah. I think for, I think in, I think, I think Giles kind of was like, yeah, this was hyena Xander. This wasn't real Xander. And because of that, he doesn't actually need to be held responsible for this. And if like the way he would rather deal with this is to brush it under the rug, uh, I'll go with it. And there's problems with that. Um, I, I especially think like if, yeah, I mean it's 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 not great from Giles either. It feels gross, right? Yeah. it just feels yeah. gross in general. And it's like weird to like how do I how do I like feel about this and how do I interact with this? Um, but all in all, David felt like this was a really average episode, but with some interesting insights into the characters. But one last thing from David that I wanted to mention because he's watching it with his children, and he said that the theme song is uh his son said it's a real banger and lit which uh i think that's like gen alpha just like coming through <laughs> it's really cute and then his daughter who uh, currently has a dream to be a hacker is very amused by willow's hacking uh and they both love buffy and kind of think xander's the worst which it seems as though everybody is pretty much on the same page that xander's the worst i'm sure one day maybe he will redeem himself or maybe he will get eaten by a pack of hyenas and nobody will (laughs) only one can hope but that is our episode that is the pack um we made it it's it was an episode next week's episode is simply called angel which i have high interest in that seems like something that i want to watch because i want to watch all things angel uh i know that that's probably an episode that tom will enjoy as well because it sounds like you enjoy angel in some capacity i do yeah do you you two have predictions for what's gonna for what angel is going to be about the episode it's just gonna be about angel what do you mean what are they gonna? What the, what is it just gonna be? Is it just know. gonna be him being like Samantha after you, Buffy, and then walk away? Like, is that just, I mean, just gonna happen? I, like, what, what do you think? Gonna, what, what do you think's gonna happen in that episode? Uh, I mean, I, Angel's got to be in trouble in some capacity here, right? Like, Angel's been taken, Angel's missing, Angel's captured by a bad guy, and Buffy has to go save him in some in some way here. 
I think that like maybe Buffy's gonna try to like seek him out and be like, look, I have a crush on you. Let's go on a hot date. Um, only two people because we don't need three people on a date. That does not seem like uh something that we want to do. No couple to throuple. Mm-hmm. And like let's 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 make it happen. I don't know. It's a love story. Maybe just say yes, right? Maybe. I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's gonna some something's gonna happen. Something. Something's gonna happen. I don't know. We'll know next. Should week. I be jealous of of David Boreanaz? Like, is that uh... only time will tell, my love? Looks oh. looks maybe uh, at this point in the series definitely not his acting ability though. To be quite frank, no. Yeah, his acting abilities are <laughs> tough. Really like, tough. And that's that's one point where I will uh, stick up for Xander. Uh, Nicholas Brendan at this point is a much better actor than. Uh, David Boreanaz. He did do a good acting job this episode. Like yeah. I like, there was a very interesting shift in his demeanor from normal Xander to hyena Xander. You can tell that something was up. It was interesting. I can give him that. Um, Tom, what, what what are you up to? Do you have anything that you want to plug to the people? Not really. Um, uh, if. Can you all just send some positive energy to the Niners? They really need it. They they got their hearts ripped out. Adam, don't give me that thing. Cry me a goddamn you know, river. You know what I heard, actually? Cry me a river. I heard that you? they were like, oh, we didn't even know what the new rules were for it's, overtime. It's complicated. It's complicated, Sarah. The, the rules, they changed the rules and... It just it's complicated. That's the worst thing anyone could like, said. If we know? knew the rules, then of course we would have chosen to go second in the coin toss. It's he like, really defended going first in the put. Like to, look, what, what? Dora the Explorer. I heard explained it perfectly clearly. The overtime rules. We did not. That was not the broadcast we were watching. Just to be clear, we did not watch the Nickelodeon um, broadcast. Although I've seen many clips of it, and it looks very fun, and I would be open to watching it in the future. Um, that being said, Tom, I just you know, okay, you lost in the Super Bowl. You were in the Super Bowl. Like, let's just you know, call it what it is. Here, the Bears haven't sniffed a Super Bowl in uh, just ages. Okay, we're we're talking about first round draft picks. We're talking. I mean, there's just. I, I have almost no sympathy for teams that are perennially good, arguably the second best team of the past decade. Um, losing in the Super Bowl, that's tough. I really feel sorry for you. Let me whip out this violin that I found. Adam, I, I, you don't understand because the Bears are never there. But when they you are get not, exactly. The, when you get to the Super Bowl and then lose, it's even worse. Oh yeah, okay. You know, you know who, you know who. The only people that say that are the people that make it to the Super Bowl uh, all the freaking time. Okay, can't relate to that. How's this? Is this the first time there's ever been like a real sports segment where it's been like an actual sports discussion and not just back and forth sports ball, sports ball? <laughs> it's just like the first time anyone's actually like actually talked about sports on this podcast. Yeah, I think so. It's been a bit actually. Yeah. So, uh, what's your big take from away from the Super Bowl? Um, my they big showed Taylor a couple different times. They did, yeah. Um, that was great. I mean, I thought that. Um, I you know I don't think I have a hot take. I mean, it was exciting. Like I really, I thought like the overtime was very exciting. I felt like, um. Yeah, 
I, I, I really didn't think much about it after the fact. Once the Super Bowl was over, I it just escaped my head. How, what did you think of uh, Travis Kelsey yelling at his coach? Because well, that's, sort of that's sort of the big thing in, in, in Taylor's world is like how yeah. different fans are reacting to that to that scene. Well, the thing is, is that uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid have talked about it and they're okay. So if they're okay, then everybody else should be okay with it. You know, mind your own. How I th- about I think it was a bad look, but also it worked. So well, he got put into the game. He wanted to play. You like know, one yard. I was the, the out of the like game. Eighty-five in the second half. So yeah, I, don't know. I was the out of the game. What you should be focusing on is all the nice little makeout videos that are going on on Twitter with uh, Travis and Taylor. That is quality content. Yeah, I feel like they were low-key about the PDA at the start, and that has been lifted. I love it, because you know what? Like, I don't know why we all have to be fucking prudes and hide the fact that two people love each other. Like, screw the prudes. Like, I love PDA. I would (laughs) PDA all over this bitch. Like, fuck it. I am so sick and tired of people like, oh, no, don't kiss in front of other people. It's PDA fuck pda like no like i encourage it so let them make out go with hickeys all over their necks lipstick smear all over their faces if they're getting it let their love shine throughout the whole universe like seriously and if you have a problem with it then i'm sorry that's just your like old like mayflower background just seeping through you know like those pilgrims didn't want to show anybody fucking, and then look at them—they're all miserable. Um. Anyway, uh, is there anything else you want to say, like very specifically about Jess's takes while she's not here that you've just been, like, <laughs> wanted to get off your chest? Like, is there anything else no, you just need to like no, yell no, about? No, that, uh... no, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, just maybe just enjoy the PDA. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, Adam, do you do you do you want to talk about what you're? You're so busy. You're the busy. I'm not even that busy. No, I'm really not you're that busy. So anymore. busy. What what do you have going on besides being the love of my life? Um, I feel like you have more going on than I do these days. What, honestly, what are you talking about? Um, over at One of the Scarlet Podcast, uh, Lindy, the aforementioned Lindy, and Todd, uh, the aforementioned Todd, he was mentioned as well, are talking Girls Five Eva season two. We're just past the halfway point of there. We just had uh, the amazing Felipe on the last episode, so that was a ton of fun. Go check that out. Um, that's one CXG podcast, and then of course we are doing Previous Little Liars, where we're going through Pretty Little Liars episode by episode. But we're only watching the previously ons. Um, Sarah's basically favorite show, and it's she, my it's my she, favorite. She loves listening in. She loves I, Pretty Little Liars, just favorite show. And we only watch the previously ons, and they're just quick little thirty minute hits of a podcast twice a week that we put out there of just the previously on of Pretty Little Liars. We're like almost to the end of season one in terms of our recording um it's yeah. a wild ride who's who's a adam who's everybody's a everybody's a i'm lo- i'm like pretty locked in on um spencer and then i think like a a little toby subset a little toby mm-hmm. sprinkle as of mm-hmm. late and then also 
Ian is like a problem and then yeah. Allison's yeah, not Ian's dead and Jenna's no. not blind and I I'm standing Ezra and Arya I don't know I'm, yeah. getting, I'm you... getting a lot of flack for that well, but no, I okay so the thing was is that back in 2007 2008 we all stand Ezra and Arya so you were just joining the crew from back I'm, in the I'm day. into it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I yeah. understand it's illegal and probably bad in a lot of ways, but. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, who is A? Because you are, you've never seen Pretty Little Liars and you've never, um, you don't watch the show and you haven't read the books, but you do listen to the podcast talking about the previously on. So you know it through the story through the podcast. Who is yeah. A? I'm pretty locked in on Allison. I think not. I think I she's. A, I think she's alive a and is a terrorizing people. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm sure that's confusing to the people who actually watched and are like that doesn't make any sense. But that's that only like makes me even more convinced that Allison is a. You know what letter starts uh, the name Allison? A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like a that that also is. I'm not gonna lie. That's a big part of why I think Allison is a like I think it's like right in front of you so like no. even though like the twist will be like how was I supposed to see it coming she was supposed to be dead they'll be like but her name was Allison and you'll be like Ugh, yeah I liked where you're going Adam the other day or maybe I don't know if, who exactly it was but they're like who does not have an a in their name yeah that didn't really work because there's a couple different there's a couple different well, ones. I, but... I was going down on that journey with you. Yeah. Anyway, that's our show. You can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Jess at the Jess Sterling, me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, we cover Felicity. We cover Buffy. We cover... Uh, we're doing uh, two movies for Rom-Com Feb. Uh, we covered Never Been Kissed, or we're going to cover Never Been Kissed. And we already covered The Wedding Singer. And that's what we've got going on. And I hope that uh, I hope that uh, you didn't mess just too much. She'll be back next time. Hopefully her cold will be gone. But until then, uh, what's our tag on this thing? I think that it's a lesson learned or something it's like slow. that. Oh. No, no, it's a... Uh, so endeth the here, lesson. here endeth the lesson. Yes, All right, see you, folks. Just ask. Shit, ninety shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.